The views and opinions expressed on Beautiful Disasters are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, their sponsors, or anyone else involved. Also, there is going to be a lot of adult language used on this podcast, so please keep your little kitties away. Welcome back to Beautiful Disasters. This is, uh, this is number two this of is the new year. Number two full episode yeah. of the new year. <laughs> uh, we had a fun one today. Holy shit. Oh, man. But yeah, let's let's get right into it. Let's introduce the panel. I'm the Groots. If you honor. And our guest today. The Geek Father. I'm Scotty Big Daddy Preston. That's there right. Go. There you go. And look at that. I'm so proud to be y'all's deuce. Of the year. There you go. <laughs> yes. What do you think of me? Think of deuces. Deuce. Dookie. Deuce. Yeah. <laughs> Dookie. That's going to come into play later. No, we're, we're done with diapers in our house, so I don't care what you say about <laughs> Dookie anymore. No way. But actually, uh, I want to say that you were the one that turned us on to this movie. Yes. Yes. Uh, I am so proud of that, actually. You shared the trailer with us a few months back, and um, we were like, yep, this is going to be a thing. And then he ordered the movie... Oh, yeah, I own the Blu-ray and everything. And got it right go. in time for it to be on Amazon Prime. Yeah. So. <laughs> hey, there you go. Hey, These which, things happen. Which is always interesting when you're like, oh, man, this is be badass. And then you oh, wait, it's like now right. I could watch it whenever I wanted to. To be fair, though, I ordered it directly from the distributing company nice. with some other movies. And all of us here are still supporters of hard copy regardless of watching it on the streaming. That is very so true. So that's, that's my takeaway from that. When I think that happened with us was uh, Velocipaster. Yes. Then we get it, and then literally not, but what like a couple weeks after we watched it and did our episode, then it was on Prime. So absolutely, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. But we actually reached out to Wild Eye. Yeah. Um. Or I I reached out to Wild Eye and was like, hey, we want to review a couple of your movies, and they sent us not one or two screeners. <laughs> they sent us like seven fucking movies. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Including Velocipaster on DVD. Which Murph loves so much, we just gave it to her. Well, yeah, she <laughs> raved about that movie. Murph wanted everything to do yeah, about they, that. That was they, fun. I, I decided they had to own that because I know with it being Blu-ray, Groots was like, I don't have that on my Blu-ray. and I don't, I don't own Blu-rays, and the passion was there. I had to give it to them. So nope. yeah. yeah, They deserve it. They I, I, I drew the line. Uh, like, uh, you know, if, if, if I was committing... To Blu-ray right now, I would have to be selling my plasma every week. I, I have to be <laughs> yeah. sucking dick. I have to be sucking dick all the time for money. See, that's why I look for the deals, though, especially when it comes to the Blu-ray and you find the combos. Because even the more independent uh, distributors yeah. are doing the combos. Have you seen his DVD collection? Well, that I, went I, still. Yeah. You, I helped move that DVD yeah. collection. Do you realize the cost alone of upgrading all of the DVDs into Blu-ray? Oh, no, upgrading? That's no, a no, no, lot no. of cops. Uh, no, sorry. That's I did, a lot I didn't. of cops. He has to suck, all right? Yeah. Because like, if I went there, I would have to be a completist about it. And that would legitimately... I, I'd have to win the lottery. Yeah, I, I'd have to win the lottery to change my. Sorry, opinion. I didn't. I didn't mean for you to, to upgrade. I just meant like for new going forward. <laughs> I'm, my apologies. One thing I will say though is that even though we say, it, "Hey, this movie's on Prime," I've learned lessons and I've brought it up. I I don't know if I brought it up on this podcast, but I definitely brought it up on From the Mouths that you know what? Sometimes it's best to still own a hard copy because yes. you can't rely. The streaming's going to always have that. I learned that Halloween time with Terrifier, but in different movies like that where you go, yeah, oh, sure. let me just go and, nope, 
It's not on there. So I'm still very pro. As much as I'm giving Scotty shit for literally having the movie and then it coming on Prime, he now knows he'll still be able to watch that whatever he wants exactly. if it leaves Prime. So oh, yeah. Yep, very yeah. much so. Alrighty. So I guess we should actually introduce the movie. Yeah, I guess we should talk about the movie. So. Yeah, 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 why yeah, don't we We've do hopped that? it up so much at this point. Yeah, I know, so right? Why not? So this is a, again, uh, we are back on a very con- like current movie release. Yeah, man. What's going on with us? I know. What's going on? Well, but the last movie we did, a full episode, was from 1985. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, and I think just about every episode I've been on has been a current movie. Just about as Holy well. Holy shit. You did do the Fred Durst directed uh, John Travolta uh, The movie. Fanatic and The Sand or The Beach or whatever with a... a um, that was The Sand. Yeah. The Sand. Yeah. The Sand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those were pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah. But so, this okay. is legit like a 2020 movie. Yeah. Like it just came out. And outside of... I don't think we're ever going to get more current than Fat Man. Yeah, I was going to say that <laughs> just that been released. just dropped. Yeah, with with the exception maybe of like Willy's Wonderland, which oh, we're going to have no. to jump on quick. We, we've already decided that's happening. That's yes. that's definitely going to happen. Another Nick Cage. <laughs> In any case, the movie that we did that we are reviewing today is Uncle Peckerhead. Yes. Very indie, but it looks good. Yeah. Like, it's it's shot crisply. I mean, yeah, it's it's shot on digital, but it, it doesn't look bad at all. Ooh. Practical effects. Outstanding. Yep. Yes. No yes. CGI blood. I would have been so sad if they were using CGI right. blood. They yeah. did a good job. Exactly. Because yeah. this was definitely a low budget, but good. Not like low budget as, we'll just make it work. They right. They did it. I mean, yeah, this this is no like sci-fi CGI bullshit movie. They they had a it, it's a nice small concept. It's it's nicely contained and they kept it together. Yeah. So, 2020 directed by Matthew John Lawrence. All right. Who really hasn't done much of yeah, anything say. else? A couple short films. Right. Uh small cast. It, I mean, the story basically revolves around uh this this up and coming like indie punk band, not even up and coming, they're just, just very indie indie punk band. Yeah, they're just starting I mean, out. So. They just yeah. put their first demo on cassette out. Yeah, yeah, and they're trying to get it like get it out there, and they've got their first little six show tour planned <laughs> right. around the state of Pennsylvania. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, and uh, you know they're trying to get a gig in, in this kind of nice rock venue in their hometown, trying to work that shit out, but. They're also having hard times because yeah. their apartment is up for eviction. Like they're right. getting they're getting kicked out. Opening scene basically is like, well, she quit. Yeah, she pretty much is like she's the main, quit her job. Yeah, she's, Judy, the lead singer bassist, has yeah. quit her job, in which everybody's trying to kiss her ass on the way out. About she makes the no greatest. the manager who is apparently attracted to her kisses yeah, her ass. Exactly. The other two are just like. Whatever. You make the Go. greatest scones ever, right? And then as soon as she walks out, like scones fucking sucked ass, right? Yeah, little ba- little little mom and pop bakery <laughs> situation. I, actually, the first scene we see is just a quick like this. The first shot after the credits, it says oh, based yeah, on yeah. a true story, which I don't really. That's just funny. Yeah, okay. I was gonna yeah. say like, okay, come on, but it's a shot of some dead motherfucker, like you know, and this guy in the kind of the background walks up. Rips his what jaw off, yeah. And then just starts chowing down, and then walks to his van, and then cuts drives the off. Yep. Yeah, yep. And uh, yeah, you get introduced to the protagonist, this old band. So you got Judy. Yeah, she's like the 
the band leader. You yeah, know, she's right. the lead singer and the bassist. We've got co-vocalist. Co-vocalist, yeah. correct. Yes. <laughs> We've got the guitarist who is the best character in the whole fucking movie. Kind of aloof as fuck. <laughs> you know? I want a Max shirt of some type. I don't care who I have to talk to around here to make the design. I want a Max shirt. Yeah, so that's Max who has this bald head, giant beard, you know, inked up. Looks fucking like, you know, don't throw it down with this motherfucker. But um, he is hey a teddy bear. Hey. <laughs> I fell asleep because I smoked weed. Yeah, he's like, who knew that smoking weed would make me sleepy? Oh, yeah, it did make me sleep. Like, yeah, just that yep. innocent child, like, in, like, with him. And then we've got uh, Mel, who's the drummer, and she is basically, like, the Daria of the group. Yes. Good call on that one. Actually, uh, yeah. she reminds me directly of the drummer and Scott Pilgrim. Yes. Yeah, we're just like... All right, yep. whatever, fuck everybody. Like, yeah, she's just a different version of the that drummer, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, she's got a little, like, Aubrey Plaza going on. She's totally, like, really, really sarcastic. Let, less talk, more rock is all she gives a fuck about. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. She doesn't, she's a nihilist. She doesn't care about anything. Right. It's, there you go. She's there awesome. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we learn that the uh, big venue that's right across from the coffee shop that Judy has quit is having this big show in a week a week from then with the Queef Queens, who's like the major <laughs> like big band. They have their own label, a la Bad Religion, well, whatever well, like that. that in, this big indie label well, is what, what it's well, all about. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like a la Bad Religion, no effects, where it's this you know right. big band and they're also signing bands along the way. Right. So and that's where she starts hitting up Amir who's the owner of the place, is like, fucking sign us, get us on the skig, you know, and he's obviously bothered because she has irritated the shit out of him and says, I'll, she, she hands him the demo, she's like, listen, he's like, I will, don't fucking call me till after Friday morning. If you call yeah. me, fuck you. Yeah, basically. So, as they're about to set off, morning of... They notice that their fucking <laughs> van is getting jacked. And no, it's not getting jacked. It's getting repoed. Yep. <laughs> not only are they getting evicted, but their their fucking car just got repoed. And they're like, fuck! We need transportation. Yeah. So they start, like, they make these, like, DIY flyers, and they start putting them on vans around the neighborhood. One, one thing that happened, though, I, I do want to bring up, just because, again, if you want to see how, I don't know what's the word, adorable fucking Max is... Motherfucker trips, lands on his face, gets up. His nose is fucking broken. And Judy and the other chick are like, what the fuck? He's like, no, it's all right. My face caught the, the fall. And it's like, like his whole face is bloody. <laughs> yeah. Again, you can't. This dude is just, he's, yeah. Yeah. You can't shake his positivity. But he heals quickly. Yeah, exactly. He does heal quickly. It's just gone in like a day. Yeah, so, they, <laughs> so, yeah, they had no van, so they decided to make flyers that say, can we borrow your van? And, well, and you basically get an 80s montage of them passing around the flyers, put right. them on cars. Who the and, fuck would do that? Right. <laughs> like, all right, you seem cool. Not not even in Richmond would I do D that. And that's a, Richmond is a pretty tight music scene, and I wouldn't even do that around here. Well, it was know? a desperate, desperate move because they just lost sure. their transportation for their actual tour. Yeah. So they're like, we got to do something. And they end up... Finding like kind of like this skeezy looking big Dodge van, and uh, <laughs> they put a flyer up on it, and some dude ends up popping out of it. Like, hey, what are you doing? 
Yeah, this is my property, and you, yes, yeah, Southern drawl and everything. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> and he's like, well, blah blah blah, and they start going over it. Oh, we were gonna borrow a van, and he realizes like, oh, okay, they're gonna be traveling, and uh, this could be good because something's going on with this guy. Well, he reacts yeah. to like they walk away. They're like, don't fucking worry about it. And they walk away, and then there's a cop car that shows up in the background that the driver of the van sees and all of a sudden he's like a little more motivated all of a sudden and goes and pulls up and he's like and I'll be your roadie I'll, I'll fucking drive right. you wherever well like, he he's quote unquote living in the van as well so we yeah, can't let necessarily let them borrow it but he'll, like, like Hunter said he'll roadie for them he'll drive the van I'll drive you give me a little bit of money you pay for <laughs> gas yeah it's a deal and they're a little weirded out by it but they're like uh well what other well, options yeah, what's yeah, what the yeah. You know, do we, we got to do what we got to do let's let's give it a go yeah because they had what was it seven days in six, six spots six yeah, shows which yeah. is just kind of a circle around the state coming back to the yep. hometown right yep and they're out of Philadelphia right yeah uh well yeah yeah they were in yeah. Philadelphia I want to say near Philadelphia because well they keep referencing Jersey near the end of the movie. Well, I well, thought about that as well be- because um, part of Pennsylvania does connect to Jersey. Yeah. So if they were in northern Pennsylvania to southern Jersey, that's possible. You mean yeah. Philly? Yeah, Philly. I Dude, I don't know. Well, you said Pennsylvania. You're taking the whole state. I'm just going to say dude, the whole city. Ge- geography is not my forte. <laughs> right? So I will take y'all's word for it. Well, but yes. it's, it's pretty much like that. Yeah, the, the you know east part of... You know, Philly is Jersey. Yeah, so. it's, it's Jersey, New York. I mean, they're all oh, okay, within yeah. a, an hour and a half. Fair enough. Time. I just know where to drive sometimes. That's all. All right. So they, uh, yeah, Judy. I think Judy starts. She's she's all right, but she's definitely a little suspect. And then oh, she yeah, gets yeah. a few clues before their first gig, which is the dried blood on the bumper. Right. Well, one thing we're missing is that they don't even get this gentleman's name until after they've loaded the van. Yeah. <laughs> And about to hit the road, which this gentleman goes by the name Peckerhead, because that's what his daddy called him till the day he died. <laughs> and they're like, if you want, you can call me Peck. Peck, Peck to all my friends. But Mel's just like, no, I like Peckerhead. Yeah. <laughs> and like, oh, and the best after that is ladies' choice. Yeah. <laughs> A he's, southern gentleman, if I was going to say, <laughs> throughout this movie, he's very, like, you know, southern gentleman. Nonchalant, like, yeah. even, really, yeah. Oh, his his little, his little, his little like, southern statements yeah. are fucking hilarious. I wrote down a bunch of them, and we'll get to them. All right, so, they get going. Uh, they head out on the road and get to the first show, which is in this really, like, crappy dive place. Yeah, because they get there and nobody's there. Nobody's yeah. there. They gotta wait a while. One dude finally shows up who's totally doesn't give a fuck about anything. He's like, "Nope." Oh, you're the band. All right. Uh, whatever. Yeah. What she brings up, she's like, she's like, you know, where do we set up? You know, we were told to sound check. You know, for all the other before all the bands so like, and he's like, "What are you talking about?" She's like, "The showcase." Aren't there other bands? He's like. No, you're the band, you're there, you're showcasing your music. Like, just a fucking prick. Like, guaranteeing one thing and obviously not even yeah. doing anything about it. Right. And uh, he's like, yeah, how much material you got? Can you feel like... Three hours, three hours with a fifteen minute break. <laughs> and they're like, the fuck, what punk bands can fill three hours? New punk bands, like yeah. And she's like, we yeah. have 
Well, it was great because she goes, we have maybe 20 minutes of material, 22 if we do our Misfits cover. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is exactly what you just said. How many albums does NoFX have? Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's probably still not three hours the worth Ro- of material. The Ramones. <laughs> exactly. The Ramones could play their entire discography, and that would be like a minute 20, or an hour <laughs> 20, all right? Yeah. Like, seriously, no punk bands filling in three fucking hours. No way. <laughs> no way. And oh, especially man. for when they get on stage, two, like, old-ass motherfuckers that are just at the bar anyway. Like, right. obviously, there's no promotion. There's not nothing. It's just... That one of those shows where it's just the regulars that are drinking, not a single. They should have pulled a Blues yeah. Brothers and played Rawhide like five times in a row. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Oh, I gotta remember that. Yes, I've had oh. one time, by the way, where I leave the name the band nameless, and they they're pretty successful. But I went to one of the early shows, and I walked in, and it was my girlfriend and two of my friends, and we walked in, and we were the only people there. And we walked in right next to the stage, so my friend saw us come in, which we then had to commit to staying at that show till they were done, because there was nobody else there, and that would have been pretty fucking shitty for me to go, Aww. like, what's up, man, and then walk out to a crowd of nobody. So, yeah. <laughs> so the four Damn. of us just stood in front of the stage, and I felt really bad. So I'm assuming that band wasn't very good then. No, they were really good. It was just, it was hot as fuck. The venue was 100 plus degrees. So. Oh, so it was a shitty environment. Yeah, yeah okay, and it just yeah, happened yeah. that that was just a bad night for a show. <laughs> uh, wow. So, yeah, the first show is basically a bust. Like, the, the sound was awful. They played the show to, like, three dudes sitting yeah. at the bar drinking Budweiser's. And then right, they it, was, get, it was three people. I, I, yeah, I, and yeah. then they get paid $3 yeah. for the show. Because apparently their deal was a dollar a head. And there were three dudes at the bar. So obviously there was no promotion, nothing like that. Like, they got screwed. And they were obviously pissed at the promoter. He fucked all that shit up. And he gives two shits. He's just like, here you go, $3, fuck off. Like, it's obvious, you know, he does this all the time. Oh, the phrase of that was Judy going, well, what the fuck should we do with this? And he goes, or what the fuck should we do with $3? He goes, maybe invest in better music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what a fucking dick yeah. move. Such an asshole. So Such an asshole. They've loaded up the van. They're like, fuck, $3. And then uh, Peckerhead asks, like, hey, what time is it, by the way? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's almost midnight. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to go use the John before we get on the road. All right? And he's gone a little for a little bit. So eventually they're they're waiting in the van and Judy goes to like go look for him. Right. And she walks in by the manager's office and hears some sounds and looks in and lo and behold, Peckerhead is looking kinda like a buffy vampire in the yeah, face. I was gonna say that's, that's, per- that's yeah. it. Yes. He had, he had the face loaf. Yes. You know, the loaf. Right. All pale and the the eyes change color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he is munching down. On this dude's fucking head. Yeah. You know, the, like the, the guy's torn apart. There's blood everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Oh, it's all and over the place. And of course, she's freaking the fuck out. And he's like, oh, what? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's not what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Which is great because, yeah, literally, he's like, wait, 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 wait. And then he, like, she runs out and is freaking out. And then he comes out covered in blood. But looking like a human again. But normal yeah. again. Yep. Yeah. Looking like a human, but still covered in blood. And, like, they, and it's one of the best exchanges. <laughs> that, go, no, go, do you it. know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. Where yes. he's just like, 
I don't know what you think you saw, but it's not what you think. <laughs> and she's like, you m- murdered and ate this guy. And he's like, he's not dead. He's still alive. And she's like, he's dead. It's like, he's alive. Dead. Alive. Love. Dead. Yeah. Alive. Oh. D-E-A-D. It's <laughs> like, yeah. what the fuck? And pretty much just like my five-year-old daughter does, when I'm about to call bullshit, I go, they go, okay, well, let's go in there. And then he's like, okay, hold on. Wait, Wait a minute. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I say, hey, have you, did you clean room? She says, yeah. And I go, okay, we're going to check it. Well, hold on a second. We don't need to check it yet. Just like that, pretty much, hold on. Well, let me explain a little bit. <laughs> and, ju- and just to interject, because my next, I have two favorite parts all within this part, <laughs> is when right before Mel goes to check what this happens, you get the typical sibling of, they're not saying the words, but they mouth the words dead and alive to each other like they're still arguing behind their parents' yep. back. Yep. Right. And then when Mel goes walking, that's when Peckerhead stops her. Then, well, maybe he's not alive, and they walk into the manager's office. <laughs> Max, we, have, we have a Max moment. Max just fucking <laughs> pukes into his hand. <laughs> he does the thing that we used to make fun of all the drunks at the bars where you go to puke and you just keep your hand over your mouth, even though you're still puking, which means you spray it everywhere and get it all over yourself as well. Oh, oh man. Oh, Max. Oh, Max. <laughs> so, he's like, all right. I guess he's dead. Tell you what, let me go ahead and explain myself. I'm let me buy you breakfast. Yeah. Let me right. buy you food and let me explain myself. So cut to, cut to and they're desperate. And what's so funny is they're terrified. Yeah. But they're also broke as a motherfucker. Right. So I mean, they only have three dollars. I He's guess like, I'll sit, pay for it. Let's sit down and at least get the food while he explains that he just murdered this motherfucker. Right. Exactly. Like, so I, I have a quote here. And because I fucking love everything that comes out of Peckerhead's face. And he's like, all right. So they're all sitting down and there's a like a smorgasbord full of like diner food. Yeah. Dig in, everybody. Dig in. So he opens with, I guess I should open with an apology. I'm sorry I murdered the hell out of that promoter, man, before I had the chance to run it by y'all. <laughs> I should have been more forthcoming yep. about my condition. Yep, yep. And they're yes. like, I remember that the too. And the, fa- and the fact that you're doing the country accent is just the way yeah. he does it as well. I, That's what adds so I much. I do to declare it. I murdered him, but I should have talked to y'all for like just very right. like. Oh yeah. And of course they're asking like, Judy's like your condition. And he's like, all right. So here it is. You know, basically he he explains that it, every night at midnight. For 13 minutes. For 13 minutes, he goes through a change. Yeah. And, but he's in total control. Oh, yeah. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is so funny, because it's like, 13 minutes, I just turn it, I gotta kill, but I control, like, wait, so is it one or the other, dude, like, you yeah, know, he, he, are you a werewolf, or are you, like, a vampire? Like, which yeah, one is like, it? He, like, he doesn't black out or anything, it just happens, but I'm in control. And then what? he reveals that... And they're like, well, what the fuck are we going to do? And he's like, well, pulls out a wad of money. He, he took all the promoter's yep. money. Blood soaked. Yeah. <laughs> There's blood on it. <laughs> yeah. But he's got bills, yep. baby bills, bills. Right. So he's like, oh, we're going we're gonna to stay in a hotel. You know, food's on me. We're going to make this work. 
and they got nothing else they can do, so they're yeah, just exactly. kind of like in shock going with it. Yeah. Oh, and can I chime in? And this is still only the first 20, 25 <laughs> minutes of the movie, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So just, it's it's not a long movie, but it, it just rolls really smooth. And he finishes his, uh, his little speech with, I understand how scary that looked, but I got this. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, uh, I got this. And well, like, once he starts flashing fuck? cash, I'll be honest, that's where Judy still has her reservations. Sure. But, but Max and uh, they're both like, fuck yeah. Like, like well, what else I, are we going to do? Like, Well, they have a band vote right there in the restaurant. Yeah, right. right. Well, Mel is just like, fuck it. We can still tour and play music. Max is just like, well, he did apologize. Yeah. And Judy is like, <laughs> I don't have much of a choice because I want to play music. And get this demo out. And they they do the vote, but like yeah. she gets outvoted. Now, right. one thing is earlier Judy had discovered in the glove box the bag that has what looked like you know needles, and like she was like, "Oh, this guy's a fucking junkie." Then all this comes. So of course, as he's going everything, she takes the bag, slams it on the fucking counter, and is like, "What the fuck is this?" And he's like, "What's well, good? You brought that up." That's what I use to knock myself out. So I, you know, don't I, go on my murder I, spree so that I can control. But I, I, can control. I sedate myself yep. so I don't go murdering people. <laughs> Which, again, so you're telling them one thing, like, but wait, if, uh, why do you have to do that if you... Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, good Lord. They get to the, uh, they get to the hotel. Yep. And uh, they got a couple different rooms. And you know they're cleaning, they're cleaning up and everything. And prob- my favorite Max line happens <laughs> when he's chilling in the hotel with Peckerhead. Peckerhead's like shaving or something, whatever it is. And he's like, "Hey man, what do people taste like?" <laughs> Hold on, where where is he while he's asking him this? The bathroom, right? What is he doing in the what bathroom? What is Max doing? Is and he, then the shower. Sitting, no, no, no. Is he shitting? He's oh, taking no, no, the shit. Was he taking the shit or was he just sitting on the toilet? He's literally sitting. No, it looks like he's shitting. All right. Yeah, because I, I'm pretty sure his pants are pulled down. I, remember, <laughs> yeah. I, I there forgot you go. about that. So yeah, he's yeah. taking a shit while fucking Pecker is like fucking brushing his teeth or whatever. Yeah, brushing his teeth. It's yeah. so this small bathroom where they're like so close. And I was like, could they not wait? Like, all right. Yeah. So that's the question. Then, of course, Peckerhead spits out his uh, toothpaste and is like, well. Some people taste like dog shit, but some people taste like watermelon sherbet. That's <laughs> just like, what the fuck? <laughs> wow. God damn. I did forget about the watermelon sherbet part. Because if that isn't Southern as fuck, I yeah. don't know what is either. So. so then they meet up with this guy, Nick, or I guess Judy had reached out to this guy, Nick. Another band. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. he offered for the band to stay there. Place to crash. Yeah. Right. Not and uncommon. Yep. He shows up, and, and this is what I'm going to say this line. Everybody looks, and he's like this hunky dude with fucking long hair and a beard. And fucking Fat says, are you talking about blowjob eyes? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You got some gumption, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to the no, fact, obviously, Judy is all about this Nick dude. So oh, is yeah, Max. Oh, yeah. Max is fucking like... What is it? Oh, yeah. Nick goes in for the hug on Judy when they first... And, and even Judy's like, ah, like, hold me. And then Max just does a blatant bend over looking at dude's ass. Yeah. So yep. it's... Yeah. You got gumption to the gills, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, she... Uh, 
she's obviously taken with the uh, the hot benevolent uh, host. Yes. Yes. Who apparently he he's just lavishing like they're out in the pool hanging out. Right. He's, la- he's lavishing praise on Judy. He's like, yeah, your demo is great. Yeah. You guys sound awesome. I, can't I knew wait you were. To see you. I knew you were going to be beautiful from the sound of your voice on the phone. Yeah. What Wait, kind of bullshit is right. that? Well, and the whole funny part is is that she and when they before they see him, she's all like, yeah, he sounds kind of like this goon asshole dude. Now and I'm gonna throw this out here real quick, boy. and then we'll get back on here, but. I thought throughout most of this movie, this movie had to take place in the 90s, where there's no such thing as, like, social media, stuff like that, where you could look up motherfuckers. Because how many times would you literally go and not have any clue what someone looks like with, with the access to Instagram, Facebook, stuff like right. that? So I was like, oh, this movie takes place in the 90s, except at the very end of the movie, there's one thing that smacks you over the head that says, no, this is current time. So, and we'll get into that later, but I mean, I don't know if y'all kind of felt the same way. I think what this is, is just, this is that level of like indie punk hipster kids that don't have any fucking money. So they don't even fucking have cell phones, Yeah, you know, but they're using pay phones throughout this movie, which, yeah, which yeah, I guess you can still find in some place. I, place, I some guess parts so. Of yeah. Very rarely. Very though. rare. Yeah. The, the problem is, it's not, not only finding them, is there, even if they're still functional, that's the yeah. well. If they're still there, I mean, no, no, there are plenty that are still out there that are not functional. Oh, really? They just haven't torn them up yet. Oh, I just thought that was Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> Ouch. I, I'll be honest. We we might have they, their intention might have been that this movie was supposed to take place not in current times because there's only one thing that I see at the end of the movie that says no, this is a current situation. Right, current and time. it's literally a piece of paper just pinned to the wall. Yeah, yeah. So so because besides that, it's payphones, cassette tapes. I mean, at the shows, they're selling just cassette tapes, and they're you know for at the merch table. When would it be a fuck ton cheaper to have fucking blank disc? No, CDs? am I wrong? Yeah, no, but that, but that's what because we were talking about that before we recorded and stuff. There are a lot of indie bands out there that are doing the cassette tapes, and apparently they can be depending on how you do it. They could still be cheaper than CDs and stuff. No, how? Yeah, there's be. no way, dude. I don't know. You can get a fucking like hundred spool <laughs> exactly. of CDs for like twelve dollars. <laughs> I'm gonna agree with you on this one. Once at a time. Those I, cassettes. You, are, okay. you find me more uh, ten uh, blank cassettes, dude. Because that's I, less than a hundred CDs. Because when you look in there, and they're still like only selling the tapes for like three bucks, but they'll still sell the CD for like ten. It's not even not. It's not a matter of the physical. It's, it's a, a matter of recording it and putting it on there. No, no, no. Okay. I think they must have screwed the, up at the end. The That's actual, what I'm thinking. Yeah. The actual physical like cost of of CD discs versus cassettes way different. I'll look, it way up. More I'll, I'll look it up one day. What it is is it's it's kind of like a hipster niche thing. Okay. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah, it's been no happening, and, and the same thing's happening with movies. Like there's there's a lot of like movie companies that are releasing like VHS yep. releases of <laughs> something as as like a collector's item, and, and good for them. You know. Right. Right. I'm not gonna buy one, no. <laughs> but, but you know, yeah. I, I I I have some VHS because there are certain things that have never been released anything oh, prior, as do we. Yeah, everything after. Sure. So, but so it goes. Sorry to, to divert us no, off of there. Honest, just... Honestly, overall though, I really think it was a matter of what worked for the budget because they were also very good about keeping certain. If because if you keep certain name brands out of there, you don't have to pay a royalty. Yeah. Do you know what? Actually, now that I think about it. Because they were so low tech, none of them had cell phones. I bet you they didn't have 
a goddamn computer to, look to burn okay. discs on. Or, I'll take that, or yeah. look up this motherfucker that they're going to stay at his house. Okay, I'll give so you that. So they probably recorded yeah. the demo and just had a, a tape deck with two tapes and they just made all those demos themselves. I've helped bands would do that before, yes. <laughs> so that's, that's a that's, possibility if they were that absolutely. low tech. So anyway, they're at Nick's house, pool, they, he has them all. This motherfucker, I, I, I still was trying to figure out, this dude has this huge house, a fucking pool, but he's in a band or whatever. Right. But, so they're I mean, all... He can still have a day job, I guess, technically. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You know. But they pretty much, elaborate. he's pretty much hitting on Judy. He's just like, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, your voice was really sexy on the phone. Like, I, I think that's his game. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he oh, definitely, sure. like, he will host bands and hook up with the hot one from the band. Yeah. Absolutely. And that that's his game. And he definitely hooks up with Judy. Yeah. Ooh, mm, yeah. Because she, well, she goes, mm. she goes, everybody's just crashed out. She goes to um, sedate fucking Pecker, and then she goes back in, and he's doing the thing where he's laying, you know. Shirtless. Conveni- yeah, conveniently shirtless on the bed, couch, whatever. He's like, oh, yeah, everybody's just crashed out. What's your sleeping arrangement tonight? And pretty much... They're gonna fuck, in which literally, quick shot. There they are fucking, you know. <laughs> and that, that's why I say again, mm, yeah, fuck, mm, yeah, fuck, oh, mm, yeah. It's watch the, the movie. It's that's the all I'm ultimate. Say after that. It's the ultimate hookup letdown when <laughs> yep. the, the thing that that you're like stoked on. She obviously was like, this guy's hot. He's paying me compliments. We're gonna hook up, and then suddenly. It's just the sex is awful, and he's such a douchebag. Instantly, and he comes at her. And he, yeah. <laughs> well, she looks up, sees Peckerhead outside in Buffy vampire form. Yeah, Buffy loaf. Buffy loaf. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he goes, um, yeah, I'm coming. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? <laughs> and jumps off of him and does whatever. So well, uh, she jumps off because she runs back. And I wasn't trying to say too much about the movie. Okay, okay. Well, God. But that's kind of the thing that threw yeah. me off a little bit is that there he is fucking still passed out in, in the van. like, And I was like, was that something where now she's paranoid and her mind's fucking with right. her? Or She's definitely the most rational of the three yeah, in the sure. band. Because the one's a nihilist. That's yeah. that's exhausting. <laughs> uh, and then the other one is just aloof as fuck. Like, he doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Max is Max and he is a teddy bear. Yes. He is. Delightfully so. But yes. Judy has her wits about her and she's like right. this is obviously a fucked up situation and what the fuck and the next morning comes and they're loading up the car and and dude's like uh yeah i can't wait for the show or whatever blah blah, blah. oh we can't leave out the scones oh that's right yeah yes, she wakes he, up too. she wakes up and he's made fresh scones oh no 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 uh peckerhead has, has made, made fresh. fresh scones he yes. bakes you he, bake yeah, <laughs> this is my own special recipe that I like to make for people. We should trade recipes. I didn't yeah. know you baked. Yeah, <laughs> and you know he's obviously endearing himself to everyone, even though like they've obviously all seen him murder the yeah. fuck but out of people. It's just one of those fun loving. Now they've seen him murder, but besides that, he's a great guy. And yeah. it's just as they go along, the friendships building. I mean, again, he's murdered. You know, they've seen him murder somebody, but you know. That's just one character flaw. Besides that, you know, he helps the band out. He makes great stuff. It was stones. a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he pretty much, everybody at this point, he's he's just the fun-loving Uncle Peckerhead. Like, he's yeah. like, they're going to forget about the murder. There you go. And Judy still sketched the fuck out by him. 
And especially, it's kind of weird, like, that's kind of that, that's my territory, the fucking scones. But he gives her one, and she reluctantly, like, whatever, walks into the bathroom, fucking takes a bite, and is like, fuck, this is good. And, yeah. like, god damn it. <laughs> but at that point, he's kind of turned to everybody. Everybody loves him. Yep. Even with the murdering of people. And uh, they load up the van, and as they're about to depart, one of, <laughs> one of the funniest things... She rolls over, and it's kind of awkward morning after with the dude that hosted them that she right. fucked. Oh, I love this part. She gives him a motherfucking invoice. Yeah. He's like, what is this? And he unfolds it. It's like an invoice for the morning after pill. Right. For <laughs> you, plan B, motherfucker. <laughs> you dick. You yeah. camming me. <laughs> well, what's great is that he has that 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 hug out with everybody, and, like, you know, he hugs. I think he hugs Peckerwood. And, or Parker Head and like hugs him and everybody and then of course he hugs Max and Max like oh you smell great like Fanny <laughs> and, and then he gets to Judy and then she's like ah oh, motherfucker here's a fucking invoice did we just skip the show in the douchebag band no no we're getting no, to no, that no, right no, yeah, that, that doesn't okay sorry my timeline went that's off that's the no, very because the next, next oh okay okay well be, before that Metalheads was well, no, Metalheads no, no. before that? No, 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 no. Metalheads were after this is, the show. Is what I'm thinking. Oh, okay. Correct. That's this is I'm the thinking. first appearance of the biggest oh, douchebag band dude. Terrible uh, faux hawk, fucking obnoxious nose ring. I was about like, to say, me and you can sit there and like, I would never wear a septum ring like that. that it is, looked like a door knocker that he just fucking shoved up his fucking nose. Reminded right. me of Labyrinth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, no, they're they're waiting outside of this venue and they're doing like a you know it's a bigger show. And this guy is so, just such a pompous, arrogant fuck. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, yeah, you guys are just getting started out, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you, no, he introduces him as the vocalist and lyricist. And then he says, I also write all the songs. And it's like, what else would fucking lyricist mean? Like, yeah, I made sure. that's I'm very important. I'm very important. And the, 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 biggest, <laughs> the biggest small detail is that he sits down on the bench where Judy's at. Striking up this conversation. Hey, can I get a smoke? Yeah. And he yeah. he takes oh, no. a smoke and he puts that. the whole pack in his pocket. Yeah. Yes. See, I noticed that too, but not only that, he walks him and goes, oh, you smoke as she's smoking the cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. And well, she's like, yeah. But as a struggling <laughs> band, that is the biggest dick move because that fucking pack of cigarettes is supposed to last at least a fucking couple days. And that's New Absolutely, Jersey prices, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, like, that's like an $8 shit. pack of yeah. fucking like... Cheap ass cigarettes. Too lucky. Eight dollars. Right. Shit. <laughs> that whatever the it could be GBC. It's gonna be fucking ten dollars, man. Damn right. Yeah. yeah. God. So and this guy's Asshole. such a fucking douchebag. Such a pompous ass. But he wrote that song about Laos. <laughs> yeah. And what I wrote down here as soon as his character was introduced is uh, he must die. Oh yeah. He must oh, die yeah. in this movie. And after he, like, kind of, you know, massages his own ego in front of her, like, making her feel small while yeah, he's we're, like, we're the headliner. The we're the headliner, so that's yeah. cute y'all are playing. I guess y'all are one of the bands before us, you know. Right. Good, good for you guys. Yeah. And then he gets up to walk away, and she's like, hey, uh, <laughs> can I have my cigarettes back, you fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and then he tosses at her, and, like, not even, like, attempting to just walk over there and hand it to her, just throws at her, and she... she Misses and like she's picking off the ground, like yeah. hey fuckhead, <laughs> exactly because he's oh. like five feet away from her. Just walk the fuck over there. But again, you got to emphasize how much of a douche this guy is. Absolutely. So during this particular uh, show, you don't get to actually see them play this time around. Uh, but at the merch table, 
Judy's like trying to sell her demos and oh. she's a little forward with it. Oh yeah, we're we're really awesome. You, you, you should check us out. Blah blah blah. And 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 not over overbearing, if you yeah, will. Yeah. And not even like she's on the one side of the table and this person's on the other side. Literally, she walks up to the person and is in their face, like yeah. talking up her band. In which I'll be honest, even I was digging that shit. I'm like, no. Yeah. I'm gonna come back. If I don't get something, I'm gonna fucking leave and come back and get that shit because you're freaking me the fuck out. Right. Don't need it. And of course, the nihilist Mel uh, <laughs> definitely pipes up, be like, "Yeah, you need to chill on your sales pitch." Yeah. You know, whatever. Right. However, and then she notices like, where the fuck are the rest of our demos? Holy shit! And she's like, "Did we lose them? Did we leave them in the in the, in the fucking van?" And then up rolls Peckerhead, and he's got an empty box, and it's like. 45 demos, 45 demos sold. Bam! Yep. And as he's talking that, some chick comes up. She's like, looks at him. She's like, hey, do you have any more of those demos? You know, and like, he's like, bam, right, 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 right at the right table now. The table, yep. You know, yeah. So, obviously, like, he's playing it up. Like, he's really enthusiastic. Peckerhead loves these guys because, A, he's able to be mobile and you know, do his thing. Right. But he's really helpful for the band. He's helping them out. Like he's endearing himself to everybody. He's he's selling the their fucking now. merch. Yeah, he's part of the band as far as he's concerned. Forty five demos at five bucks a pop. I mean that's a good day for yeah. a fucking local yeah, band. Fuck yes. You know what I mean? You know, merch is where you make your money. You know you don't you don't make your money at the fucking at the door. <laughs> no. no, you do not. Then we get to that evening. Yes, and that's where Judy is fucking worn out. She's like, all right, we all need to fucking crash. But everybody's so hyped on how the show went and, and everything like that. And everyone wants to stay up except for Judy. She's like, well, someone needs to fucking take care of fucking knocking out fucking Peckerhead because if you don't sedate them, we're close to midnight. And, of course, they're like, yeah, we'll take care of it. And as soon as she crashes out, fucking Max is like, oh, I'm scared of needles. I ain't doing that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and the Nihilist, of course, is like, I don't, I don't fucking care. Whatever. I don't fucking care. Right. And then. And then she wakes up the next yep. morning. Yes. And uh, to uh, them hosing uh, down a bloody peckerhead. Bloody peckerhead. They're covered in blood. He's yeah. covered in blood. But they're having this joyful, like, oh, man. Laughing and giggling. And she's and, like, what yeah. the fuck? And she, what's all this blood? They're like, the metalheads. The metalheads. So, so cut back to the night prior. Yes. This was my favorite part uh, because I, you got the titles across the yeah. screen. What happened with the metalheads in the parking lot? <laughs> and it was just like in that yes. like Iron Maiden logo. Yep. Like that, and that, that Iron Maiden like fucking font. So all three of them are hanging out, <laughs> just chilling in the parking lot. Judy's asleep in the van. It rolls the metalheads. And as metalheads have to do, they pull out the boombox and... Well, let, let me say two details on that before we right. get too far. Is that not only do they just show up, you gradually hear oh, metal yeah, music which was awesome, like an approaching as shark as they're <laughs> about to approach. Yep. And then they totally skid in into a parking space in their Honda Civic. Yeah. Damn right, <laughs> in a Honda, and pull out a tape cassette boombox to keep jamming. And they've got their beers in which they're headbanging and drinking beer. And, and like, spitting beer, which I never understood why yeah, the movies They did wasted that for, most of their fucking beer. They wasted so much beer. I don't, who are they proving that they're metalheads to? That's just the two of them in an abandoned parking lot. 
And they're like, look how fucking metal we are. No, as no. They look yeah. at each other. They're doing their own personal heavy metal parking lot. All right. Which is what they're doing. Fair. But I will also agree with you. I have never understood at a metal show or a punk show why anyone is going to be spitting fucking beer up in the air. I'm just like, I, A, I don't want to get rained on by beer suds. And they're drenched yeah. in beer. And like, oh, is yeah. it better yeah. to consume that shit? Anyway, whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's semantics. But yeah, so they're fucking going off. They're like, fucking metal. And, of course, they're, they, they see Max. Yeah, they see walking Max. Walking with a blanket for Pecker. <laughs> Pecker Head. It's either Peck or Pecker Head. I should, Pecker is a, it's a John Waters film. That's it's totally different. Pecker Head, yeah. Not Pecker Wood. Not Peckerwood, which is... I know, Pecker I think Head. it's hard to slip either Peckerwood... If we say Pecker something, you know the fuck we're talking or about, Or you can right? just right. call him Peck, but I want you to get it, you know, confused with a racial slur for uh, Willow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to fucking say that. Nelwins! Yeah. Out of the way, Peck! But yeah, so, so I, yeah, they throw a fucking beer, beer can. can. and hit poor Max in the head. Great aim, though. I, that was, that that is pretty good. I gotta aim give for him like, press a little bit with the uh, the heavy like metal aim because they fucking nailed him right in the head. But right. I guess the, it was it was full enough that he it knocked his ass down. Yeah. And again, wasteful beer, but I digress. And then oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Peckerhead is none too happy. Peckerhead is like nope, and they're laughing at them like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? And he comes over and talks to them legitimately, like he's gonna like, hey, I, I'll, I want you guys fellas, to turn that shit down. Fellas, leave. Please, please turn the music down. I like how they draw a definitive line: how they are metalheads versus punks too. Yeah, <laughs> look, look at that little emo punk over there, and that's when they heave the beer at him and shit. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, can't we all just get along? <laughs> but yeah. apparently not for these guys. No, I think no. that's what Peckerhead says, pretty much. Like, hey, yeah. you know, gentlemen, just. We we're here in the parking lot, you know, just turning music down, just and they're like, "Fuck off, Grandpa!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then you get to him walking away, and then you cut to the face, the forehead. I guess would be the first thing indication. The Buffy loaf, yeah, Buffy loaf, <laughs> and then the claws and the hands, and bam, those yeah. metal heads are fucked. And Dude. some of the this one probably has the best kill scenes throughout the movie. Yes. I would say as well. Yeah. Not not fun. I mean, there there's other fun kill scenes, I should say, but this one has the kill scenes. Yeah. This one's awesome. It yeah. is. Because the first dude, the scrappy one, like, goes to punch him. You're cruising for a fucking bruising, old man. <laughs> goes to punch him, and he just bites the whole yep. fist. Yes. Ah, and, like, takes his hand off at the wrist. Dude's, like... And I love the blood effects because it's just yes. spraying yeah. everywhere. No like, digital, what, just wonderful kung Tarantino. fu martial arts spraying yeah, of blood just, style. Yeah. Yes, a lot of Kill Bill, like just yes. spraying there everywhere. You go. Fuck there you yes, go. just all over the place. And he's like, "Oh my god!" And the other dude's like, "No, no, no, no." Well, no. That other metalhead turns into an instant pussy once he sees what has happened. Oh to his fuck friend. yeah, dude! Yeah, yeah dude. I'm just saying, like he, like We're fuck you, dude. He, you sometimes get that mixture of like I know what I just saw, but I'm a metalhead. I can still take out that motherfucker. But this dude turns into complete bitch mode. Which, to be fair, I would do the same if I saw my friend's hand bitten off by some Buffy loaf looking motherfucker. I would run. That would be my option. Well, would be that, to run. They, yeah, I, you yeah, know what? You were fair. good. You were a or, good friend. But bye bye. <laughs> At the very least, yeah. if you're a true metalhead, you're gonna be prepared. You're gonna open up the back door and get a battle axe exactly. out of the back of your car. Truth. Yeah. All Truth. right. Come on, man. But no. 
He gets grabbed by the side of the head, and he basically just unscrews his fucking head. <laughs> and he Predator 2's Bill Paxton's the motherfucker, because he pulls the head off with the spine. Yeah. Now, now, say that analogy five times fast. It's accurate as hell. It is. But say that analogy five times but that fast. But that was fucking badass. <laughs> that was. The, the fucking spinal cord still And, and that's there. what I mean. You still have the blood spraying and everything, and yeah, you just see that spinal cord just rip right it's out of exactly. The neck. As soon as I saw him grabbing the head and lifting up, I was like, oh, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Yep. I want to see it. It wasn't just the tore the head off the neck or something. It was a full, like, like you could hear the spinal cord. Yep. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, beautiful. Fucking amazing. And, of course, they're recounting this whole tale. Yeah, just and just having a joy with, yeah, kill two metalheads. And Max and Mel fucking love Peckerhead at yep. this point. They're yep. just like, oh, he's, he's the most awesome. And Judy's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to sedation and low profile? Oh, my God. So... So then we find out, um, Judy calls, it's it's finally Friday, Judy calls the uh, Amir at the place to find out, did he listen to the demo, what does he think? He's like, yeah, you're in. You're, you're up. In. Yeah, you're in the festival. So you're once all they in. get back in town, they're in it. Nice. With fucking Queef Queens. That's right. <laughs> and this is their final uh, show date on the little mini tour they got. Right. And lo and behold, what the douchebag walks up to them before the show when they're at when they got to the venue and he's like, I think there was a mistake. Well, they had the resurgence before that, the show before that where they were playing and Max had that moment where he Oh, he, because he, his he whole fucked. time he's been trying to talk to the crowd. Yeah, he's forming. Yeah, and he starts talking to the crowd before the, the I guess one of the last songs, and it's fucking terrible. He's like, "Hi, hi, Max. Glad you like." It's just fucking terrible. But so they start playing their last song, and then fucking Peckerhead starts getting people to pay to, attention. To ba- well, basically mosh. Yeah, yeah, and Peckerhead moshes, and that's okay. what gets everybody into the band. Is that that right. he gets. Peckerhead gets everybody to go, hey, if you just turn around and pay attention to the band and then start moshing, and that's where they get kind of a big following to where that last gig, now they're the headliner, and that's when fucking Douche Nozzle, fucking uh, Metal Douche Nozzle is probably the most appropriate for him with that fucking septum ring. Yeah, yeah. Well, not only that, but did we talk about when we actually heard his band? Which is at that last uh, show. Yeah, yes. well, well, that's what we're leading no, up to. No, no, that, no. No, that's that last show that we're leading up to now. Was that last show at the house? Yeah, yeah uh, you, you don't hear them until that last show at that that's house. Right, yeah, that's right, And then they stay with the people, yeah. God, that, oh my God, his band was so, like, that's exactly the kind of punk rock I hate. Don't call that uh, punk rock. Yeah, it's yeah, not that's, punk rock, that's why. That's oh, why you it's, hate it's, it. It's, it's, it's pretend <laughs> metal. It's something. Because he just starts saying words. Like, he, he has... Terrible lyrics, but then he's like, fear, bullets, death, and list like five other things. Those are the ones I wrote down, but just to like uh, make it so emo metal bullshit. It was awful. It was terrible. It's, it's poetry, as he would put it. It's We get political. Yeah. yeah. yeah we, no, we, fuck we, you, no, dude. You, you ain't Jello Biafra. Fuck you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> now, before that last show, they actually stay in a hotel, yeah. and... Uh, Judy is so happy with how that last show went and that they're getting the headlining in this, this final one. She's now bonding. Yeah, she's bonded yeah. with fucking Peckerhead Hell to the yeah. point where he's like, well, it's getting close to that time, you know. Do you want to give me that shot? And she's like, you know what? 
I trust you. He's like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah. So he goes to her his room, and she goes to her room, and everything's straight. She now trusts him enough. I, yeah. You don't need to be sedated. You'll do it yourself. You want to control and not murder people. Everything's good. Then you get to the next day, the, the show with the fucking shitty ass. Yeah. Well, the dude... The, you know that the defining moment that that's the first step, but the defining moment is when the douchebag shows up to be like, "Oh, so you guys are headlining this show?" <laughs> blah blah blah, and they're like, "Yeah." And both Peckerhead and Judy at the same time, when after he leaves, there's a whole conversation. Which watch the movie; it's a funny conversation. But uh, they both just in sync go, "What a cunt!" <laughs> yeah. And you're like, "They finally bonded. That is so that sweet. That is perfect. That is so sweet." <laughs> yeah. So. Uh... Big last show that they headline. Yeah, Douche so. Nozzle is not happy that they got to go on before the the newbie band. And bands. nobody, it's it's a very small venue. It's but a yeah. house show. Yeah, it's a house yeah. show. But everybody's that staring, looking at the douche band play, and they're just like, this is fucking terrible. Because it was fucking terrible. It was awful. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you get to fucking Duh, and they're on there, and you get to that moment. And Judy had written something on Max's hand so he won't fuck up the final shout out. And he reads it and it's pretty much just like, yep. you know. Yeah. And he does it perfectly. He's like, thanks for coming out, y'all. Blah, 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 blah. If anybody has a place for us to stay, that'd be awesome. You know, and uh, here's our last song and fucking jam out. People were into it. So they are there. They are where Judy wants, was hoping that exactly, they would get yeah. to. So after the gig, of course, this chick comes up. She's like, hey, do you have any demos? And they're like, yeah. And she's like, um, are y'all still looking for a place to stay? If you want to stay at my grandmother's place, then we, you know, there's there's room. Waits till, does she, you know, she says, I guess there's another band staying there. But then you're like, and you knew the minute she said that, what the other band was going to be. So they walk in. The fucking douche nozzles. Yeah, the douche nozzles are fucking there. And That's the name like, of their band, by the way, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. And of course, yeah. just in case, like, yeah. That this playing second would or playing the opening band would give them some humility. No, no, Mm-mm. pretty much like well, there's two rooms. There's the bigger room we're gonna take because there's four guys, and we're gonna take up more space than the four of y'all because you've got a, a couple chicks and it's bio, just it's just biology. biology. Yeah, biology. <laughs> biology <laughs> says we need the bigger room because we're four guys. And like, if what you a did fucking it, dickhead. If you didn't need that final final nail in the coffin. To sit there and say to women, because it's biology. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Just. Oh, oh, man. But they played it up right. Oh, yeah. For yeah. a movie, they this perfect douche. Perfect so they, douche. They bonded so much with fucking uh, Peckerhead that they're like, okay, that's fine. You take the other, you take the room, the rest of the band we'll all just sleep in the living room. You know, you get the room so we make sure you're the fuck out. You snore anyway when you're sedated. So you take that and then we're going to grab sleeping bags. So, of course, they get sucked into the TV. Judy goes to get the sleeping bags. They're watching Toxic Avenger. Toxic Avenger. Yes. Yes. And then it cuts to news break where they talk about murderers at a hotel. And specifically, the motel motel they they were just fucking in. (laughs) And they go, womp, womp. Oh, shit. So they go to check on Peckerhead. Not there. No. The the window's open and the the curtains are blowing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So then they run into, or they realize Max, I guess, wasn't there at that time. So they go check on Max. They go into... 
the other band room. Douche nozzles fucking uh, their room. Yeah. And there's Max tied up. And at first I was like, wait, is this Pecker? No. This isn't Peckerhead that not tied him up. Douche nozzles yeah. like, uh, I understand y'all got booked for that fucking gig and we want that fucking gig. So we're just going to tie y'all up and we're, you know, going to take over your spot. Like, yeah, you're going to miss it, that show. And if they need a filler, we'll do it. Yeah. Exactly. Because fuck you for taking our headliner yeah, spot. Right. Because <laughs> fuck you and your talent. And you know, you know what's like, going to happen. They're all tied up at that point, And they're like, go find their fucking backwards ass, you know, redneck roadie. <laughs> well, they don't have to look too far because that motherfucker rolls up into the room. And we all know what he's going to look let, like. Let's just say bloodbath for a few minutes. Yes. Yes. That. Let's say yes. For, for the first couple of kills of blood bloodbath. And then, First one gets crushed behind a door. Uh, oh. Next one gets his innards torn out. The Asian. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Asian with the beanie on. Right. Yeah. Yes. That they plainly made a dummy of, and then he's just hitting his head over and over again. With a fucking baseball and just, bat, just yeah. beating it back and forth. And it's yeah, just like, it squishes, dunk, 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 yeah. dunk. And then we get to the head douche. And fucking Peckerhead throws his hand a la fucking Jason from part six. Fucking yep. throws his hand right through him, rips out his heart. Yep. And starts chowing down his heart, but he's been eating a lot, man. I have a theory about this. Okay, yeah. Let's... I feel like that guy was that much of a douchebag. <laughs> in the stomach? That right. he was probably a vegan. Oh, yes. Oh. Or something. And that and, and nothing against vegans that want to be vegans. But like he just seemed like the kind of guy that would really preach about it a lot. So when he took a bite of his liver or whatever the fuck it was... He spit it out, and then he instantly had, oh god, monster diarrhea. Oh man! Well, and that, not like to, well, for an the, actual literal monster diarrhea, like the yeah. most hardcore projectile spraying of shit. For to be fair, they did keep it within the movie where he did tell Max that some people taste like shit, and if you have a major douche. Add in being vegan like that. There you go. He got the squirts like there's oh, no man. tomorrow. But he was cool about it and turned around and painted that dude onto the wall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just, he, did, bro. He, he totally did respect his band by not completely pooping on them. They still got shit on them now. Oh, they, they still got some shit on them, but he, tr he tried. Yeah. He tried. <laughs> so we cut to the next day. They're in the van. The host, the, the the chick who put them up, and her grandma are tied up with gags in in the van. <laughs> Everyone's covered in blood and shit. Yeah. And yeah. one of my favorite fucking lines of the whole goddamn movie, uh, Peckerhead's trying to kind of like make it cool, and <laughs> he's like, "Hey guys, I'm really sorry. You're all covered in my dookie, <laughs> but I did come to save you." <laughs> he's trying to make it better everyone's yeah. like completely in shock and like like the combination of seeing that many people murdered and getting covered in shit that's done they're done not even it. covered in shit just projectile liquidy shit yeah you know is blood feces death shock they're right they're just all of them are just like uh, like just zoned out at this thousand point. yard yeah. stare at this point exactly but they make it to the big venue, and I love Judy goes in, and she's talking to Amir, the head guy, and he's like, um, you smell like shit. And then looks at her, and he points to her, and he's like, is that shit? 
<laughs> she's, I can't remember how she even explains that, but she's like, oh, the I guess the the van, the van was stuck in mud, and there might have been manure in the mud or something. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. Yes, like that how, is shit. How punk of you. Yeah, right. <laughs> that that That's probably one of the best lines because of just how some of the stereotypes in this, because it... That's why I think Max, the guy who played Max, who wrote and produced and did a lot of the stuff with the music, he's got to be in a band because you don't know those experiences until you've lived them. Yep. And a lot of the, obviously not seeing murderous, demon-esque type people and being shat on, unless you were like part of Gigi Allen's crew. Yeah. Um, (laughs) God damn it. Yeah, you just didn't see a whole lot, but you had to have some knowledge of how a punk band tours, for sure. But Pe- Peckerhead, pretty much, the band's going in, he's going to, I guess, were they going to part ways at that point? Or? So, here's what happens. Okay. Uh, they're obviously uh, traumatized by this whole situation, and they are like, what do you, I mean, what are you going to do with, like, our hostages? Yeah. Like, yeah. what the fuck? And they're, and they're like, you know what? We're done. Yeah. We're done. We're, they're back home. They're back in Philadelphia. They vote his ass out of the band, basically. Yeah. It's like, you're out. You're done. Well, did they vote him out? Because I thought he had gone to take care of stuff, and they thought that might be the bad oh. part of it. She runs into the lead singer. Judy runs into the lead singer the of Queen Queens. Queen Queens. And as she's talking to him, the backstage room, then she sees fucking Peckerhead show up and walk into the, the dressing, the backstage room. And that's right. when they're all fucking done they're fucking burnt the fuck they, out they vote yeah. him that's out. when they vote him out right yeah they, they, they vote him out and well he's none too happy about that to say the least yeah he, he that doesn't whole like conversation that. yeah goes really bad because right now he's loving his gig where yeah. he gets to he drive is. around the place kill whoever the fuck he wants right and be on the move like this is a great way for him to do what he needs to do absolutely uh, but they're done with it. Well, they asked too. They're like, "So, what did you wait? If you're here, what'd you do with the hostages?" He goes, "Oh, I, I laid them down, put them on a blanket, you know." And they're like, "You no, fought. he put a blanket oh, over them, them yeah. so no, nobody will see them." Yeah, you know. But it's like one of those things. Like, okay, so you obviously <laughs> murdered that grandmother and that that no. that yeah. Well, no, that's what it comes off. Oh, as. oh that, that's the what way they think. Yeah, their yeah, trust right, level sorry. is done because yeah, you know. So they're like, "Okay, murder," and at that point, they're like, "We're we're fucking done. We're voting you out." Now, I will say real quick, and this is the thing I kept bringing up as to what made me question what period this t- takes place. Because up to that point, it came off as very 90s, very payphone, stuff like that. But right when they're talking, there's a big sign right behind it says, Wi-Fi signal, passcode, stuff like that. Right. Which I feel like now <laughs> might have just been a big goof, but goddamn, it was right there in the big background. I didn't yeah. even see that. So, okay. like, uh, like I, well, I didn't care. Again, it's the it's, only thing. It's on a piece of paper, but the words, it's the, the word Wi-Fi itself is in huge <laughs> yeah. letters. Like, you really can't read anything else, and even other stuff gets covered up, but Wi-Fi is just sort of there. So I imagine it could at least be 10 years ago. Because Wi-Fi has been available in coffee shops and shit for guess, at least ten years. But right? you think no, no, no character at all throughout the movie you ever run into has a cell phone. Again, this pay phones. There's just not a lot of reference to anything up to that point, which makes me think they just didn't catch it. You know, I guess not that I they don't. not not that they say it's a spirit specific time. It's the only thing that threw me off. Is, Again, I think they made it just it's a simplicity for the writing of the story. Yeah, is really what yeah. it comes down to, which it works. I I think it was a great idea to do it that way. First off, let me say that much. Yeah. So 
to see the Wi-Fi when you don't see it cell just phones. It threw me off. That's the only it, thing. Oh, it does. I know I've become it obsessed does. with that. It was just one of those things. I was like, uh, maybe we wipe hey, that you out. You know what? If right. that's like the one like flaw yeah. that takes you out of the movie, that's not bad. No. Yeah, yeah, no. no. Not well, good. because you get in a situation where like, why didn't they just call you know, uh, this or that? Why didn't they do this? Like, So you take it out of that scenario. Because I, I watched this with Charlotte, and she's like, do they all have, do they not have them have cell phones to... Like no, I don't think they're they. This is Pat. This is before cell phones. So. Oh, and well, if, if you really want to add on a second thing, the the um, <laughs> Menzingers, I think, have been around more recently. They're not like a very old band. Yeah. No. The well, what? she, the, one of the band shirts that they were wearing. Well, she, she wears the Bouncing well. Soul shirt. But oh, but yeah. see, Bouncing Souls have been around for like 30 plus years. That reinforces so, my 90s oh, yeah. thing. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was there was a scene where somebody had like a Smashing Pumpkins. Like poster in the back of there. Well, that's true. So again, sorry, right. I don't know why. Regardless, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Regardless. So let's get back into it. All right. Peckerhead basically is like, you're gonna, you're gonna regret this, and they fucking vote his ass out, and they're like, we're done with you. And as they're about to go on, their big moment, their big moment, they're gonna possibly get signed with this like the other girl who who we'll like has a label, the version of Epitaph. That's the way I was yeah, saying. yeah, yeah. Right. The, like the, the person they've talked to her about. Not only are they opening that night, but they're going to talk the next week about their demo. That they like what they hear. Blah blah it's blah. All, it's all happening. It's all coming She's together. She's about to play that show. However, <laughs> cops show up. Dun dun dun. Arrest them all. Yep. Well, I love the way they they set that up because they approach her. Somebody approaches her and they go, "Is that your white van?" And then the next shot is the cops. Fucking handcuffs. Honestly, all she needed yeah. to say was no. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's legit not our van. However, all their shit was probably in there. Mm-hmm. But in it works case. to their advantage, though. So, yes. Uh, basically, they get framed for the girl and the grandmother that I guess were found in the van. And then we go to this, like, eight months later. Like, uh, like you see sequences of them, like, being... It's, like, in prison like, it's almost and, like a, a uh, court and all inside that. edition footage of, like... Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 The yeah. band that murdered, you know, and it shows them, and they're all in prison outfits. Oh. And, and But they, they show the trial, and which then they bring up, which, how did it get this far into the there, where then the grandmother and the daughter are still alive, and they're like, no, 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 no. No, it was this crazy other motherfucker. Yeah, and oh, one right. of my favorites on that is... <laughs> The sign being held up that says "Free the um." Yeah, that was pretty awesome. That was like, that's beautiful. I that's, love the character. I love the drawing though. They're like, no, no, it wasn't them. It oh, was some, yeah. and it's like a child's fucking drawing with fucking sharp teeth. It, lo- it looks like something from Troll Two. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so right. <laughs> but they get the fuck out. They're, I mean, yep. so now they're, they're acquitted. Yep. Free All right. So yeah, after eight months, they are acquitted, which is great. And then they have a post-incarceration reunion free, show. Free yeah. gig! And, and, and it's at the Duh house, so it's at their place. Yep. It's so obviously there. they're paying rent again and stuff. And, and uh, you know, there's folks there and it's 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 hopping. However, as they're playing, they see in the in the back of the crowd... Uh, a familiar face? Peckerhead. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. And, and then suddenly she stops singing and her face like goes... Which I, I, I love the way that was shot because it's, it's, it centers in on her, not the entire band's reaction, but she's, she's starting to sing that is, and she sees him and then it cuts back to her 
and it cuts back, and where he was, he's no longer there. Th- that but is it's probably, realization in her th- face. Th- that is some of the best cinematography yeah. for this movie. No, no. It, it, for sure. For an indie flick, this was really well put together. Yeah. Oh, it was and that's, awesome. I love the way, because it's just, it's just on her face, and you don't... And I thought, I was like, oh, man, we're going to see some fucked up shit, but you don't see it, but you know what's happening. Well, and you hear stuff in the background but that's what a little I'm saying. bit. You're and, screaming yeah. like at first, like cheering for the band, and then you hear... Other screaming. It turns into yeah no yeah that's perfectly done genius man I love that credits roll yep. it's a perfect ending yeah her, her face goes from shock to like terror with the screams getting more and more and then you're like yep it's a bloodbath bam well and just because this actress was really because she, she was one those specifically that I looked up to see what else she did again like you said she's done some little TV credit episodes mm-hmm. but her facial expressions that she does at the end there. And she just does that thing where she closes her eyes right before the credits go. Perfect. Yep, the timing, yep. the way her face is. Oh, yeah. Beautifully done. Beautifully done. Absolutely. So, yes, that was Uncle Peckerhead. <laughs> and I fucking loved it. Oh, uh, fucking one of the best movies I've seen in the past year or so. It's, it definitely fits in, I think, into our category. Where, oh, yeah. Where sometimes there's those movies that are fucking good, bad. Sometimes it rents to the bad, bad, not even including schlock views. And sometimes it's just, it's a just off your beaten path kind of movies. And I feel like that's what this is. Where you know what this felt like? This felt like a much more indie, much more lower budget, but well put together movie in the vein of like Mom and Dad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which yes. from beginning to end is captivating. It moves along at a good pace. It, it doesn't lose you at any point. It's I'll, I'll throw out because we're gonna bring up the you know if we, we would you know double feature this I'll, I'll tell you exactly the feeling of this movie is almost it hits it right on the head Green Room if yes. anybody's seen Green Room yes. well I would say Green Room is way darker it is well, darker but that yeah. struggling band and running into the situation oh definitely and yeah. as a band like going well what the fuck and 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 not only just a struggling band but like a punk band. That will just do whatever they fucking have to do. So I would put those almost back to back. Obviously, Green Room is a little bit stronger, in my opinion, but I would totally put that in the same vein. Yeah. No, I. There are times where I would. So I, I I give that a 50 50 on agreeance in that. You know. I'm just the Patrick Stewart is. Jeremy. Oh, Patrick Stewart. Jeremy Saulnier's movies are just heavy (laughs) as fuck. Well, and let's say this one was just fun. It was. That's the whole thing. It was not only done well, it was just fun. Absolutely. Period. He becomes Uncle Peckerhead. Like, yeah. You know, like, because he never really refers to uh, it's just Peckerhead and, you know, with the title, but he does become that, like, fun loving uncle. Like, all right, I'm kids, I'm going to take care of you. You know, yep. I might murder yep. a few people, but, you know, I love every one of you. Yep. <laughs> just don't turn on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Oh, well. All right, so that's that would be your double feature, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you got, Scotty? I think it goes pretty well hand-in-hand, hand, and it was even foreshadowed there towards the end. I would put it with Toxic Avenger. Fuck yeah, All right. dude. They, I mean, they yeah. done in the same vein, really. You, you kind of have a hero-esque person, and shit goes awry at the end, but you have fun, you have blood, you have liquids going everywhere. Trauma in this. Hand in hand. It's a splatterific fun time. <laughs> yes. I did like that this this was nice and contained and uh I had it in the in in the forefront of my brain like 
20 minutes ago, and I have now forgotten it. However, <laughs> you guys will probably remember this. It's not Todd and the Book of Pure Evil, because that's a series. But, that's a great series. But Deathgasm. Deathgasm. Thank you. <laughs> as Death- soon as you blew hey, that up, I said Deathgasm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. That is exactly what I was I thinking that too, but to I was more concerned about Todd and the Book of Pure Evil. I Deathgasm, love that show. Deathgasm. One hundred percent. Put it right next to this movie. I'll put a small. That's a good one. That's put, a good one. Yeah, I was gonna say that. That, that was the oh, that was the other one I was leaning towards. Was that? I'll throw a small mention, and this is a very polarizing movie, and I'm not trying to start shit. I enjoy it for what it is, but the concept. In Jennifer's body of the band huh. and what they do yes. kind of follows with this where they're like we'll do anything to make it big you know to the point where they fucking sacrifice somebody to sell their soul to the devil Actually, and if you're looking for another band one which I thought was better than I thought it was going to be it's not exactly top notch but uh, American Satan was a good movie American Satan? yeah I Look didn't it see up. that it's hmm. good it, it's singer from some Current band, I cannot remember the name because I'm not a fan of the band. You know what? But it has Malcolm McDowell. I saw the trailer for that. Um, Junior, uh, Junior Boone, something from like Sons of Anarchy and stuff. And is it actually good? It looked like a dog shit trailer. It's not bad. It's. (laughs) Yeah, it's God. it's your voice changed a little bit as you described it, by the way. Well, which is never I'm, a good I'm, sign. I'm thinking of parts of the movie. <laughs> it's a great movie to help pass the time. Like now, would I sit there and be like, "Oh, this would be a great movie for us to sit around and watch together"? No, but it's a good one to just sit there and see like dealings with the devil, like how a band makes it in Hollywood. Like it has great nuances and gives homage to great films prior related to that type of uh, topic. It's a fun watch at least one time. But man. Well, this go. movie tonight, I had a ball. I thought it was fucking. I thought it was fun as shit. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, All right, uh, let's go ahead and wrap this motherfucker up. All right. So, as always, thank you so much for listening to everyone. Um, you can check out Beautiful Disasters on Facebook, Beautiful Disasters Podcast. You can reach out to us directly at beautifuldisasterspodcast at gmail if you want to send us <laughs> any kind of suggestions. Uh, suggestions. Yeah. 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 Let us know. What I mean, you... that's that's all I did for this. I just tagged you guys on uh, Facebook. I think it was. Yeah, it was, you were was like, like, was like, hey, this is BD material, man. Check out this trailer. It's like, yep, we're doing this. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we take you know suggestions all the time. I mean, I just got someone that threw out um, Ouija Shark. I don't know what it is, but maybe we'll investigate Have that. You guys seen the trailer for Sky Sharks yet? No, no. Oh, we're what? once we wrap recording, we're gonna watch that shit. But that looks. Gun. But yeah. seriously, you see something you think is a great beautiful disaster style movie, throw it away. I'll I throw this out there. You see something that you feel like is a good schlock abuse movie, you throw that out there and say who you think that should be thrown, you know, who should be beat up by this shitty ass movie, and we'll probably fall through with that too. So, speaking done done. speaking of schlock abuse, very briefly. Oh God, I did find a movie for you that was so bad. I couldn't actually give it to you. That's I mean, the first that, time it's ever happened. I was about to say, that's a beautiful disaster first, from my understanding. Yeah, I was going to say, because yeah. you're a better man than me. Cause it if, didn't actually qualify if, as, as a as okay, a as a movie. I was going to say, if I found something that was terrible, I'd say, nope, fuck this dude. I'm going to give it to him. It so. was just abuse, not schlock yeah. abuse. Uh, it, it was... This should never have happened. In <laughs> you worried I would have watched 10 minutes of it, and it would have been straight up from Scanners. My head would have just popped right, like... Yeah, you, yeah. you would have quit the podcast. <laughs> but anyway, we'll go into that later. Um, 
yes, uh, check out all the merch uh, through the GUI podcast page. We T Public new fucking design. We got a new up. T-shirt design. Yes, sir. I, we are working on another design. I'm um, talking to um, Lorna about that. Sweet. So let's see what we can do with that. And of course, Scotty. Geek Father's right. coming back hard. Geek Father, yeah. Um, fortunately, Hunter was able to fill in for Kyle for the first, uh, our inaugural episode of Geek Father for the year. We get very political on that one, guys, but it's fun. We got a lot of fun stuff coming for Geek Father this year. Uh, we're rolling with the punches, man. We're still in Corona. We're still in pandemic. We're still in just crazy times, especially for parenting. So keep an eye out and uh, definitely going to have some uh, more friends and family on this year. So. Fuck yes. Yes, sir. All right. Let's uh, let's finish this up. Do it. All right. So thank you so much for listening. I'm the Groots. F you, Hunter. The Geek Father. All right. Take it easy. Coming straight from the mouths of madness, I'm Lowdown. I'm F.U. Hunter. Do you love horror? We fucking do. So this is a podcast dedicated to all things in cinematic horror. We're talking movies, television, composers, special effects artists. We're going to fucking cover it. So if you love horror, embrace the madness. In a world ravaged by movie studios that keep rehashing the same things, only one podcaster has the guts to make it even worse. Join Mike the Hobbit as he traverses the internet to bring you some of the best and worst ideas for reboots, remakes, and reimaginings of some of your favorite and least favorite TV and film properties. Ideas like a John Waters He-Man movie, Fantastic Four the Musical, and Aliens, done entirely with marionettes. What podcast would bring this evil upon the world? This is Smack My Pitch Up. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. GUIPodcast.com <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you.